Meanwhile, 22 pages later, with your hosts, The Cap, Mike the Finance Guy, and Ralph the Tech. So after months of being closed down, things were just starting to open up here in the Northeast, and we were hoping for some brighter days. But after all the civil unrest and national um, sadness and sorrow and anger, I'm just hoping that our podcast, our humor, can maybe distract you in um, a lot of these complex and difficult times. So welcome to another edition of Meanwhile, 22 Pages Later, episode 156. I'm one of your hosts, The Cap. And with me, as always, is the man who wants things to get back to normal so badly, he would sell his soul. Well, actually, he would sell the soul of somebody else's kid. But hey, tomato, tomato, MFG, Mike, the finance guy. I've got six souls in waiting. All right, here's an easy one for all of you people out there. I see dead people. Ah, uh, <laughs> we already know that one. 51st Well, dates. what is it? <laughs> what did you say? 51st, 51st I love right? that movie. Fuck you. <laughs> you know what's funny? I'm like, oh, I know that one. And I can't remember the name. <laughs> yeah, that's why I said, what's Six it called? Six Sense. Six Sense. <laughs> Come on, I like, I know that. I I'm like, uh-huh, every, every, other, every other M. Night Shyamalan movie was like, oh, Lady in the Water. No. Oh, this one. No. <laughs> <laughs> and that other voice you heard, our other illustrious host, is the man who wants things to get back to normal so badly, he would probably refrain from ever telling a bad dad joke again and probably not succeed within the first five minutes. But tomato, tomato. RT Square, Ralph the Tech. So, the other day, as I was coming up with solutions for all the world's problems and not planning on sharing them with anybody, a thought occurred to me. The son of a minotaur and a mermaid has a one in four chance of being born with a normal body. Hmm. Huh. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> right? The shit you think of by yourself, I, I don't it's, even want to. It's crazy, though, because if you think about it, you know, you could either get fish body with a bull head or uh, uh, full human body, you know, huh? or huh? or, you know, you just get the mermaid or you get the minotaur. We've tackled this topic way too long. So let's move. Let's move forward to the show. <laughs> it's so pure today. math. Probabilities. <laughs> uh, yeah, you were struggling. That's why I could tell it was math. <laughs> Today, we will do something on the show we haven't done in a while, a double feature. How are we going to do two shows at one time? I mean, hey, we're flexible, but we're going to try to get it all done in an hour. Bet you never heard me say that before. So we will, <laughs> so we will talk. We don't know what to do with the other 59 minutes. Shut up. <laughs> wow, already. Uh, so we will be talking about two new shows that already have three episodes in the can, or at least while we reviewed it. They had three episodes. First, we're going to discuss the first three episodes of the DC Universe, a.k.a. HBO Max new series, Stargirl. Then, we will discuss the first three episodes of the new TNT series called Snowpiercer. But first, Mike wants to sit down because he, he wants you to sit down, actually, because he's deeply concerned about what you did when you decided to... Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Wrong speech. Hey, guys. <laughs> Mike's here with the quick news. And now, the quick news with Mike, the finance guy, and Ralph and Kat. It was unplanned quick news, but I'd say the quickest thing is that HBO Max now owns Stargirl instead of DC Universe. Well, They'll be DC surprised to know that. Well, because, well, I'll say this before you start the quick news. 
isn't it that um, everything that's on um, DC Universe plays on um, HBO Max? Because that's no. what all the other things are. No. They're only getting uh, season two of, uh, of Doom Patrol. And then after oh, that, they have their own stuff. I stand mistaken. Yeah, I, I shouldn't say they're getting They're sharing it with... Uh, they're sharing it. Okay. Damn right. You mistaken. correct them, Mike. You correct them. Shut up, Baldy. Go ahead, Mike. Quick Damn. <laughs> All righty. In an ironic character development flaw, the fast man alive has trouble moving forward. The not-so-wise powers that brainstorm our hero's adventures have failed to realize that viewers are going limp from all the speedster-on-speedster action. So season seven of The Flash will have the Scarlet Speedster battling Godspeed. Again. <laughs> all the, yeah, all the thrown together scenes from season six have warned fans that they've never really known Godspeed's true abilities. I will be hard pressed to imagine that they're anything worthy of the pain of watching Team Flash outsmarting another in a string of the world's fastest rogues. That's what we got coming up there. I mean, here's what I'll say. I, I get what, 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 you know, people are like, oh, yeah, well, it's speedster versus speedster. How, you know, how much of a story can you really develop? But um, who was the villain of season six? The, the original villain, the first one um, at the beginning of the arc. Um, the one with the blood and... Um, oh, um, blood... Not blood sport. Wait, was it blood sport? It wasn't blood sport. <laughs> or blood something. I don't even remember what it was. Drippy oh, no, that... I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying is when we do get a character who's not speed, you know, who, who doesn't have a, a speed ability, it didn't... I don't know. I just didn't feel like it was as good as the other seasons. Maybe no, that was just a pretty much throwaway lame character. But Isn't then it when you had... Work? Blood work, there you go. Blood work, thank uh, you. But when you had uh, the, the, the thinker, that was fantastic. You know. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I, I, w I wasn't a fan of, the, like, the thinker was last season, because that was with the daughter and everything. Uh, no, yes. that no, was the two thinker seasons was ago. Two, two seasons, seasons ago. ago. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Damn. Yeah. I've been in All time flies, huh? Yeah. time flies, yeah. Well, we'll see. I mean, I'm just, I'm more willing to kind of see another speech that comes back, because I remember the Godspeed in the comic book, so I'm very interested to see how that goes, but we'll see. All righty. In part two of CW, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, with Ruby Rose's sudden departure as Batwoman after season one, showrunners are not simply replacing Rose, they are replacing the character behind the iconic mask. What? In Batwoman season two, Kate Kane will no longer be the girl-on-girl -girl Cape Crusader. That honor will go to someone named Ryan Wilder. According to a casting call description that has since been removed, the new character is in her mid to late 20s, quote, likable, messy, a little goofy and untamed and nothing like Kate Kane, the woman who wore the bat suit before her. Ryan spent years as a drug runner, dodging this GCPD and masking her pain with bad habits. Ryan is the most dangerous type of fighter, highly skilled and wildly undisciplined, an out lesbian, athletic, raw, passionate, fallible, and very much not your stereotypical all-American hero, end quote. It should be noted that Ryan Wilder is not an established DC character, so the introduction of a complete unknown will surely have longtime Batwoman fans initially up in arms. So far, no one has been named for the role. Um, that is one things. hell of a move. <laughs> two things. Yeah, yeah, that's real ballsy. Number one, I, Mike is a very big um, Batwoman fan, so let me ask you directly. How did you feel when, these, when, when this news came out? It's just uncalled for. Like, it's... It, it just just get a new person to play a character. It's been one season. All I, I've said it to friends off a podcast before. I'm like, all the, the opening scene. It's going to be let's say um, uh, uh, Lucius Fox's son and maybe Sister Mary are going to be talking about something, 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 and they're going to walk into the the Wayne office and they're going to be like, well, what do you think, Kate? And the person who's had our back to her will turn around and we'll now know that this new person is Kate. 
that's how you do it. But no, now they're just going to have to give some reason why she had no problem at the end of the, the cliffhanger for season one. And she's just suddenly gone now, <laughs> you know. So that's my question one. My question two, and this is for Ralph. Ralph, was it me or did Mike? And I know Mike didn't misspeak, but I, I think I misheard it when he said um, she's an out lesbian. I thought he said out lesbian like, you know, th- that like Ryan Wilder could out lesbian KK. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to get into that. My LGBTQ community, those are my peeps. I ain't doing it. I ain't falling into that trap, Mike. Don't do it. Did you hear no. that from two effort? That was me. No, I'm actually smarter than you. So I understood what he was saying. Wow. <laughs> Damn. The guy, the guy who mumbles every time we do Geeks on the Go talks about being smart. But okay. God, yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck Damn. you. There we go. Right, we're on a roll today, gentlemen. What else you got, Mike? All right. Last but not least. Remember when we had net neutrality laws that made it illegal for internet service providers to give priority to bandwidth occupied by their own services? That was also, of course, when we had complete um, competent presidents and clean air to breathe. But, you know times have changed all right by june of 2018 the net neutrality laws were lifted now why do i mention any of this at&t has announced that while streaming services like netflix and hulu and disney plus count against users data plan limits its new uh, streaming service hbo max will not now as a vertically integrated (laughs) media company at&t can control the content on hbo and hbo max as well as the internet services to distribute that content Of course, companies like Netflix and others can pay AT&T to disable data caps against their businesses. AT&T gets to do that for free. And if AT&T decides to continuously raise the cost to disable the data caps, consumers will find themselves paying more for other streaming services. Now, do you all get it, you assholes that did not want net neutrality? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) And and we've been talking, I mean, not we, but, you know, People have been talking about this for a while, but I felt like it flew under the radar with all the other shit we've had to deal with. And now, you know, our figures are coming to fruition. Yeah. That's some bullshit. Wow. Yeah. I mean, again, it's not saying that our things are going to raise because of it, but they can. Because AT&T can just decide to charge them more. I, mean, I think a lot of the other people just, they couldn't understand. They couldn't visualize, like, well, what does it have to do with anything? It's like, well, because, you know, they weren't seeing it as like, well, what's AT&T doing? It's like, well, now they are doing something. Right. So. <laughs> you, you, they're not going to do anything until they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So there you go. Wow, that, that was an uplifting quick news. Eh, there, unfortunately, there was it? nothing uplifting. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's all I got. News. That's it. That's why I keep it quick. All right. And Ralphie boy, any quick news? Yes. Uh-oh, what we got? Wait, wait, lay meter on. Go ahead. You know what? You're not worth it. Forget you. There we go. No lay news for you, the... Cap. No news for you. Lay meters five out of ten. That's where I go for. <laughs> all right, all right. Enough beating each other up. Let's go right into it. Let's go into our double feature. We haven't done this in a while, so I'm, um, you know, bear with me, guys. Um, we're gonna talk about two new shows that came out, and as Mike corrected me, one of them is not on HBO Max, so I apologize. Um, so, I guess the first show we're gonna talk about is Stargo, which is definitely on DC Universe. And I'm pretty sure Mike's going to give us more with the synopsis. So with the synopsis on where to find it and who's in it and what's going on is MFG Mike, the finance guy. Go right ahead. Me again? Oh, I can't believe this. All righty. Stargirl is the latest superhero drama to premiere on the DC Universe streaming service. 
The first season of the series is scheduled to have 13 episodes. Stargirl's alter ego, Courtney Whitmore, was created by Jeff Johns and Lee Motor and first appeared in Stars and Stripe, number zero, in July of 1999, where she originally took the codename Star Spangled Kid. Stargirl was created by Jeff Johns and David S. Goyer and first appeared in JSA All-Stars number four of October of 2003. Inspiration for the character with Jess John's sister, Courtney, who died in an explosion of the TWA Flight 800 in 1996. Stargirl has a Rotten Tomatoes rating of 90% with an audience of 86% and a Metacritic score of 67 out of 100 with an audience of 80 out of 100. It's wow, very conflicting. Okay. Yeah. All righty. Here we go. During the initial pitch for Stargirl, a superhero series starring a shapely 15-year-old super flexible female gymnast with stripper pole moves and a midriff revealing costume, the room was asked to rise as a sign of approval. Every man in the meeting kept still in their seats because they were too erect to stand. All right, now Courtney Whitmore has perfect hair, perfect teeth, and perfect, um, perfect flips. But don't let her middle-class life in a large house with a loving mother and completely supportive stepfather fool you. She has real problems. Dealing with the possible death of a father that she might have remembered seeing twice in her life by the age of five, Courtney has earned the right to belittle adults and do as she pleases. What a hero. The maybe but probably not daughter of the JSA hero Starman has gained the loyalty and might of a pseudo-sentient cosmic power staff and immediately becomes a vigilante to bring down her could-be daddy's killers, all while struggling with the 1980s high school mean girls that haven't lost their cruelty or originality in almost 40 years of hackneyed writing. Now, don't call her Courtney. She's Stargirl. But that codename won't seem condescending until they introduce a new Our Man who will be a boy her same age. Alrighty, it's starring <laughs> Breck Bassinger as Courtney Whitmore, Stargirl, Luke Wilson as Pat Dugan, Amy Smart as Barbara Whitmore, Trey Romano as Mike Dugan, Joel McHale as Sylvester Pemberton, Star Spangled Kid, and Starman. Oh, and by the way, this is going to be a long list, so sit tight. Christopher James <laughs> Baker as Brainwave, Henry King Sr., Jake Austin Walker as uh, the son of Brainwave, Henry King Jr., uh, Neil Jackson as Jordan McKent, Icicle. Hunter Sansone as Cameron Maquette, which is the son of Icicle. Joe uh, Nezovich as William Zarek, the wizard. Will Dustiner as Joey Zarek, who is the son of the wizard. And he's most likely to die by episode three. Oops, spoiler. Joe Asmansky as Paula Brooks, Tigress. Neil Hopkins as Crusher Croc, Sportsmaster. Eric Goins as Stephen Sharp, the gambler. Nelson Lee as Dr. Ito, Dragon King. Meg DeLacy as Cindy Berman, daughter of the Dragon King, and will probably become Shiv. Henry Thompson as Charles McKnighter, Dr. Midnight. Brian Staff as Ted Grant, Wildcat. Yvette Monreal as Yolanda Montez, the new Wildcat. Angelica Washington as Beth Chapel, the new Dr. Midnight. Lou Frigno Jr. as Rex Tyler, Our Man. Cameron Gelman as Rick Tyler, the new Our Man. Uh, Hina Khan as Principal Anaya Bowen. And Matt France as Isaac Bowen, who will probably be the new Fiddler. That is a long list of people. I'm very surprised why you got into that list, but obviously you knew all the references going in. But we'll talk about how far we know about Stars and Stripes in a bit. So good job, Mike. All right, so let's go into Stargirl. But before we talk about Stargirl, let's press that button that we, I'm sorry, let's press that spoiler button, not any other button, the spoiler button that we've paid so much money for. Warning, the following segment contains information that may ruin your enjoyment of the media in review. So if you believe this might upset you, piss off, you wanker. I don't even know what to say about that. What I do know what to say is that spoiler warning was brought to you by Steve Francis of Stush Productions. Stush. It's Stushcraft. Crazy wow. little Stushcraft. <laughs> love that song, by the way. Not Stushcraft, but... <laughs> you know you love Stushcraft. 
I, I don't know if I love Stush. All right, here we go. So let's talk about it. Stargirl, another entry into the Berlantiverse. Now, obviously, being that they showed the JSA, um, well, first off, um, because now, mind you, we got to get this review kind of nice and tight. But let me ask you this. How how happy were you with the opening scene of the entire series with the JSA in full in in full fight mode? Oh, that opening scene was on fire. I, I'm just like I'm sitting there going, well, if the rest of the show keeps up with this, this is going to be fantastic. You know, it, it wasn't quite, but still, nonetheless, um, it was really a great opening scene. I thought uh, it just it felt so energetic. It, it was just it was great to see it, and it left me confused for something I'll talk about in a moment. Okay, cool. Ralphie Boy? Well, I quite enjoyed that opening scene. It was very action-packed. But, you know, like, even though the trailers have kind of spoiled all that for you at the beginning, it was interesting to see it again, but it's full fruition. And just to, to, to get a good understanding of where the story's going to go from now, from, from there, you know? Yeah. Right. Because mm-hmm. right there you're seeing, it's, it's like one of those... Uh, it was like weird stories where you know the the villain has won, technically, you know, or the right. one has won for now, and right. now we get to see the new heroes rising. So this is that's what I thought. I thought it was, it was very good. I enjoyed yeah. it. I definitely enjoyed it. I mean, as a nerd, and and especially because, I mean, growing up, um, I mean, I didn't read. I mean, JSA was already done because JSA is a golden age group of um, superheroes. So mm-hmm. I, you know, it wasn't like it was in circulation when I was when I was younger. Even though they came out with the JSA later on, but watching them and watching their different powers, it just looked really, really good. Yeah. I was really, really happy and excited. Um, but let's let's talk about now. Let's move past the fight because that was like the first ten minutes, and then we get into our story. Well, you know, well, I didn't want to move past the fight. I, I like the fact that. Stripesy's superpower is evidently if he yells out your name, you die. Because yeah. he, he showed up, Wildcat, dead. Ooh. Oh, it's like Dr. Midnight. I'm like, I'm like, if someone, else, I would have shown up and be like, don't say my name. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a fighting chance. Oh <laughs> you know? But there's also was one of those funny things is like, you know, um, before we get into where you're going with the show talking about like, uh, you know, as, as uh, Pat is trying to convince his stepdaughter like you know it's too dangerous you know you don't have the skills da, 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 da. i'm like yeah he doesn't have the skill to survive a battle like wildcat who was the first to die because of his ability to have a good right hook <laughs> that's his entire power <laughs> you know hey that's one hell of a power <laughs> you know actually um they eventually did do something really really stupid later on in the years they had it that he was experimented on and because of course his name was wildcat he suddenly got nine lives I'm like, that's just not how that works. How, do, how does that work? <laughs> I mean, it's better when they did it in in, uh, in Constantine with the guy who um, was his... You, do you remember the series Constantine? Mm-hmm. His, his friend who... The driver. Yeah, who um, can't die until he uses up all the lives that he gained. Right. That, that yeah, made I mean, more but sense. But that's, that's really cool. Yeah, but nonetheless. Shit, I would have even, even been better with um, Wildcat, you know, developing the cat reflexes instead of the nine lives. There was, you know, yeah, was but, but unfortunately, you know, for comics and also in, in TV, because it's just this, you know, middle-aged boxer, nobody wants to see his, you know, ass like shimming along on a, <laughs> some, some, some small ledge. They have to save that for the next Wildcat. <laughs> nice, nice. All right, so we, 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 we see that big old fight scene, and then we start getting into our story, and we start, you know, 
um, getting to know um, Courtney and, and, and you know her family moving over to um, to Blue Valley. How mm -hmm. did we feel about um, Courtney as a character? She starts off with you know I don't want to be here. I don't like my stepdad. You know, um, and obviously they showed the flashback of her. You know, you know looking for her dad to come up on Christmas and he never showed up. But basically from the ep first episode on, they're, they're showing a little bit of Courtney. How did you feel about this hero? Mike kind of gave an inkling of how he feels, but I kind of want to hear it full out from both of you. How do you feel about this new hero and how they established her? You go there, Ron. Um, I th it was, I was a little bit confused at first because she she demonstrates so much hate for Pat, right? But mm -hmm. then once she finds out that, you know, he possibly knew her father and that he was involved with these superheroes... And you can do something for me. Yeah, like, it was like a quick switch. I, yeah. I was like, wait, what? Like, now, now you're buddy-buddy? And, like, I understand, like, he he helps her out um, with with Brainwave. But I'm like, wait, what? That, yeah. that, that was way yeah. too fast. I need a little bit more development there for her, like, to, to gain his trust, you know? He obviously, obviously, he trusts her. You know, he, he right. wants to try to... Uh, Form a good relationship, a relationship with her. Yeah. yeah. But she, yeah, I, her switch was way too quick. Yeah, no, I, I exactly the same. Um, just without the Dominican accent. Um, <laughs> it's a, <laughs> I'm sorry, no, man. Um, you, you know how it is, us Dominicans. <laughs> we, we just do how we do. <laughs> no, but uh, no, same thing. Like, it, it really annoyed me. I mean, granted, it's not as bad as his own son, who I don't know how many parents, and I definitely know every black parent in the world is sitting there like, why haven't you smacked this kid yet? <laughs> um, like, like yeah. I have no one understands, like, why have you not hit this kid yet? Um, yeah, because it's just, it was getting way too much with his own son. But like, her, you know, it, it it's, it's like I said, we, it wasn't the, um, you're my stepdad, I'm mourning my dad still, and I'm a little a little chilly. She was just flat out disrespectful. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't like like mom met you last week and got married. It's like he's evidently been seeing her for two years. And they've been married for a while. It's not like they just got married last week either. And they've been married for a little bit. But they've been going on for over two years. And I'm like, you know, this is not like a good start for my superhero that I'm supposed to be behind. Because she, she came off too bratty. And like bratty but for no reason... Because like I was saying in the other thing, and again, I'm not getting into anybody's, um, how they may view a loss of a, of a parent. I'm not trying to get into that. I'm dealing with it in a storytelling mode, not in like, you know, you know, everybody has their own things. Her mom, when we finally get, like she finally tells her in, in episode two, she's like, your dad wasn't that great. We've never, so I'm like, you've evidently never talked about this, but, but you know that this girl has worshiped this memory of this man that evidently was not a good man and she never ever corrected it for god knows what reason and let her live in this fantasy because she goes your father showed up for the holidays only so i'm like you know, for like she said around christmas so i'm like okay she was five when he died yeah. at the most he showed up five times she probably has memories maximum of when she was four and five of seeing him right and i'm like i get that you can hold on to these things whatever but it's like you literally never knew this guy. I'll, I'm, <laughs> you know? I'm gonna play the opposite of Mike's point. I'm gonna say that, um, I mean, I agree with a lot, with a lot of what Mike says, but here's what I'll say. Maybe because I trust Berlanti, I think um, in a lot of, I mean, in The Flash, it was a, starting with a lot of hope, except for when you de dealt with Dr. Wells. Mm -hmm. But when you dealt with Arrow, I mean, he wasn't a very likable character also. 
he was somebody that you're like, whoa, he's killing people in the first fucking episode. The fuck's going on here? And yeah. then you learn it's, it's a redemption story. It's about learning about yourself. It's, you know, that's what made that that hero a hero. Maybe he's doing the same thing with Courtney. Maybe you know, making her real bratty. Now I agree with Ralph about that flip flop was a little too much. Yeah. But 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 also remember this: working with teens and, and and you know teens when teens find something and they want something and they and you're useful, they will flip. Well, that's why I like, said, I said, like, he suddenly became useful. But that's the thing, too. It's, again, we're, it's not real life. This is, you know, it's our storyteller and it's our hero. And it's like, you're not supposed to be this basic. And that's, that was my only problem with her. I like the actress. And I, I thought she's, she's good as the character. I just yeah. found the writing was just very basic for our hero. Because, I mean, the thing is, look at Belanti's whole world. None of his characters are like that. Like, none of them. Like, even Arrow. Arrow was gruff, but he wasn't unlikable. He just was like, like he was, because he, he did that Batman thing. He's like, when I'm Oliver Queen, I'm all smiling, da 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 da. But when I go out at night, I'm taking down criminals. And yeah, I was killing. But that's, I mean, not that killing is good, but like for the superhero thing, the killing is the worst <laughs> thing he did. He wasn't right. an unlikable character. <laughs> like she just came, I'm like, you just start out the door, brat. And I'm like, but, to a guy that couldn't have been any nicer, like, like you know. But, but, but that's what's going to build the relationship. That's what you're yeah. going to be cheering for. You're going to be cheering for her to kind of, you know, because it is coming of age. She's not an adult. She's a teen. So, right. so you know, that brightness, you work, some people work through it, some people don't. But I think that's what maybe the, the, that Bernice is holding his, holding his hat on, the fact that we watch her journey, we watch her mature. That, I mean, she's already made mistakes, but we're not going to get into episode three yet. Um, I, I want to know, feel, hold on a sec. I want to know, because you know, in the comics, her father was actually a criminal. Mm-hmm. So I want to know if they are going to actually do this. And I just want to see like the, like the realization of like, if, if someone, I wonder if, the, if like one of the villains is going to use that to sort of like bring her down to be like, Oh, you thought your father was a hero, but in fact he was this criminal. And that if she's going to have like a moment where like it crushes her and then she rises up from it, probably. Oh, I would almost imagine they're going to do the typical story where she'll probably, eventually run into her father on her own because if the criminals start figuring out, I mean, besides Brainwave who instantly went to a coma, he, he did that mistake. It's like, dude, it's early on and you're a villain that's just learned her secret identity. You know you're going to die, right? Like, 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 this is just what happens to you. But like, if they, it's, it's already unbelievable that they do not know who she is at this point. Let's see, new girl in town, star girl just popped up and she's got the same hair, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. So it's already unbelievable, but like if, if the villains actually found out, then it would make no sense why they don't attack them. So I think they're going to do the standard. Dad shows up in town somehow, like she's she's stopping a crime, and then it's like, Dad, <laughs> you know, and then oh, but I thought you were a great man, you know, blah blah blah. I hope they yeah. they have Joe McHale play that character, but just like make him look a little bit different. Joe McHale slash I don't care if anyone knows what my secret identity is. I'm the only person in the JSA without a mask. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, the golden age was a great age. I'm like, Joel, evidently your agent was like, no mask. <laughs> He's like, listen, kid, you got a face for the papers. Don't put anything to cover that up. <laughs> yeah, sir. Um, so so um, how do we feel about, because, you know, in the first episode, they introduced a couple of things. They introduced the family moving into Blue Valley. They introduced, you know, a lot of things, you know, early on. And then they introduced the staff. Um, how, how did you like the way the, they, they, they used the staff? In this, um, in the show, all it needed was a voice. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit annoying at times because it's almost as bratty as she is, and it's like, because it's you don't. I mean, well, they're saying that they have said it's created, which it was. It was man-made, so it's like even with AI, I'm like, you made the AI childish. I'm not quite yeah. clear on this part, but I mean, otherwise, I mean, it's it's cool. Uh, you know, it doesn't do anything for me one or the other, really. Picture this. All the moments where it's not doing anything super, where it's just like floating around or 
or trying like nudging her or whatever. Picture Scooby Doo. And it still works. <laughs> oh my god. Now we just need a real estate scam. <laughs> Where's Lex Luthor? <laughs> um no like i did like that uh to a point i mean it definitely looks really nice um it's it's just such a, and even in the comments i'm like it's just such a cumbersome device yeah <laughs> you're like man that's just really is something that you can't like you know just manipulate and hide away you've got to have a purpose for bringing that out i'm, I'm right. glad that they call it the cosmic staff and not the cosmic rod because just calling yeah, something yeah. a rod just sounds really you, bad. yeah you, you you knew they were like mm, let's just avoid that Let's not do that. Guys. And then let's, let's avoid her rods. sliding up and down on that rod. Let's just avoid that conversation oh, yeah, <laughs> in please, this Me Too please. movement time period. You know. Um, speaking of another aspect of this particular duo, you know, Pat later on come you know shows up at the end of episode one with the robot. That Stripes. robot looked fantastic. That's what I'm saying. That <laughs> robot showed up. I was really, yeah. really excited. I, I, I like the old school robot. look to it. I mean, it's just it was just a beautifully done robot. Uh, you know, I definitely like that. I didn't like the the scenes of it. I mean, it's just it's one of these things. Like it, this thing takes so much liberty. Like like when they show him practicing with the robot, and I'm like, you've got to be taking this thing in and out of that. No one has seen this gigantic robot in town. Ever? That, was that was probably one of my biggest worries. And usually I don't get to that point. I was like, but if we're in a small town and he's got this big old robot, there's not weeds high enough that could yeah. be fucking covering his ass. Yeah. Well. Ralph explains it all. You're welcome. Damn it. God. So, okay, Ralph, go ahead. If you look closely at the garage, at the back of it is, is like a forest area. So he always leaves through the back of the garage and then flies out. That way no one sees when he leaves. Well, I'm not talking about seeing him with the robot. No one has seen the robot. Because yeah. remember, like, because, no, 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 no. I don't, again, no one has, this robot's been flying around. It's been landing in town. No one has seen the robot. Because in episode three, they go particularly, he's like, he can see me. He can see me as he's lifting up the bike. And she goes, not for long. And blast. I'm like, what is the problem with him seeing the robot? It's not like the robot has Pat's exact face and can be traced <laughs> back to him. It's just a giant robot. I'm not getting the reason why it's a secret. You know? Oh, okay. I get it. I get it now. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's the part that makes no sense. I'm like, so no one has ever seen this robot in this tiny town? Yeah, that was one of those things. Well, this has been... Ralph explains it all. I guess I didn't explain anything. I'm sorry. <laughs> Wow, first time. But save me. One fifty six. Okay. But, but I definitely, definitely did love the look of it. Um, you know, the, my problem though with um, with the not with the robot itself is like because you know it initially looks like it's made out of the parts of his car that he had, right. stuff like that. That car, the whole opening scene, took place when. Ten years tell before. Me, ten. Tell me when it took place. Exactly, you're right. But when 1949, <laughs> right? It took place in 2009. Exactly my point. It's like everything about, and I mean, I understand like give and take, but like everything about their the, her, her whole Christmas scene when she's waiting for her father. It was that like that 1950s, and that was great. I'm like, oh, they're setting this back in the day, and I'm like, and then they're like ten years later, like, and she's got, and I mean, it's not even anyone's imagination. We know what year it is because her school ID says 2019 to 2020. Yep. So there's no question of like, oh, it's not 2019. Oh, it's clearly 2019, <laughs> you know? So I'm like, well, how did 10 years ago, that car had to stick out then? Everyone had to go 
Hey, you know, Pat's got that car that shows up with Starman all the time, right? Because it's the only like 1950s car in our town. <laughs> you know, it's like one of those things where I'm like, what year was this supposed? And then they keep referencing it like back in the day. And I'm like, it's 10 years ago. <laughs> you know, like it's not that long. The iPhone was, it wasn't even new still. <laughs> oh my know? God. Hey, listen, true. Times, times all wishy-washy. You know, it's it's you know, it, it, it's not linear. You know, time's not linear. It, yeah, it jumps I mean, around. Like, you know, also remember, you, you, you can you can always argue that this is a different universe. You know, even though it's, no, it's not because it's not a multiverse anymore. No, no it is right? multiverse. Um, multiverse. Yeah, the multiverse is back. I mean, well, the, yes. Remember, because remember, the dimensions are back. They just can't access them anymore, so they don't know they're back. So this could be. So this is probably going to be another another thing. You know. Well, they dimension. were a different universe. Remember. Because we saw it when they got destroyed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, we know um, they're a different universe. That's not the, the thing, but it's just nothing no, fits in. Is, you know, yeah, yeah, but what I'm saying is if, if you're saying it's a different universe, you could turn around and say that, you know, in this particular universe, um, things that were in style and things that were, you know, you know, um, like a like the 50s style of architecture and whatever applied 10 years ago wouldn't be right. you know, wouldn't be believable, but right. you, can, yeah. you, can, you can flub it like that. All right. I guess they have to. <laughs> You know, like you said, you know, it's not based on reality. It's based on, you know, fiction. So they're going to try to stretch as much. Because they, I think Berlanti was going for the whimsicalness of, of that time. Right. Yeah. And well, all those characters. Pop so. quiz, hot shot. Ooh. Oh, fuck. What does Stripe stand for? You mean what the real Stripe stands for? Yes. Special Tactics Robotic Integrated Power Enhancer. Ooh. Ten points to yeah. Gryffindor. Damn right. <laughs> <laughs> um, how, how do we feel about... Because it, within the three episodes, they they introduce a bunch of villains. And Mike, if you heard, if you heard, that's Mike's why cast, I had to list them all. <laughs> you heard Mike's cast, yeah, but there's three overt ones. The other ones, right. if you didn't read the book, like I didn't know. I'm like, oh shit, that was so and so. Oh shit, that was so and so. Okay, but in this, they introduce at least what four, because they introduce the wizard, they introduce mm-hmm. icicle, they introduce uh, um, brainwave, right? And who's the fourth? Well, the gambler, that's the boss the that has no time yes. for anybody. Yes, he's right. that great villain that no one could give a flying rat's ass about. <laughs> How do we feel about these three villains being in the series so far? And do you feel like, you know, we do we have a, a Flash rogues gallery on our hands? Or is it more like a lame rogue gallery? Well, Isaac, I think, is really good. Um, I like his, his cruelty is, like, just spot on for a villain. Um, actually, I think it's almost a little bit too cruel even for, like, for dealing with a 15 year old, I'm like, well, this is going to be really nasty. I mean, um, especially his, especially after the events of episode three. <laughs> his wife apparently seems to be way crueler than him. Well, she... I mean, I just think they, they all seem to be just as cruel. And I guess it's that, you know, when you've got ice powers, you're you're cold and heartless. You know, that, that they're going for that, obviously, you know. Oh, like they did with um with, with um with um Caitlin. Yeah, exactly. They're the definitely passion. going along that. People say I'm cold know. as ice. Shut yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like. I hope that if I'm ever on my deathbed, I never say anything as fucked up as that she says. She's like, if anybody tune in next week to find out what Ralph says on his deathbed. (laughs) (laughs) What'd you say, Ralph? She's like, if anybody, essentially, I'm I'm paraphrasing, but she's like, if anybody gets in your way from preventing you from doing what you need to do to accomplish your goal, you take them out. Yeah, without any prejudice. (laughs) She's like, kill them. You kill them. Yeah, well, I mean, it's like I said, it's just definitely they're they're all like really cold type of them because even the grandparents are like, yeah, we'll just take care of that body. Don't worry about it, son. We got you. <laughs> shout out to sh- shout out to the grandparents. The um, did anybody knows who the the grandmother was? 
not of Ant. No, it was grandma. That was that was Aunt May from the from the original Spider Man trilogy. I oh, was it. Go ahead, girl. Oh, cool. <laughs> so she remarried. That's good for her. <laughs> I saw. Um, I was like, I was like, wow, she's doing this show now. Holy shit! Yeah. The wizard was just like, oh, cool. We're gonna have some great CGI. Oh, you killed him. <laughs> <laughs> Did you notice that? Like, because I mean, think about it. The villains that we were left with. The only I mean, one of them is eventually they're probably the most expensive one, which is Solomon Grundy because he's all CGI, mm-hmm. um, which we've had very little of. But other than that, we're left with Icicle. Okay, he's got some CGI power. We're left with the Gambler. His powers are exactly as lame as he sounds. He has none. He's I mean, unless they give him some, he's just a master of disguise supposedly, and he's a really good master manipulator. That's really his entire thing. Um, we're going to be left with uh, um, Sportsmaster. Yeah, that's exciting. Um, he just uses various sports items in his crimes. Really? And Tigress, who's just going to be another karate chick, you know. And I'm like, huh, that's going to be pretty lame. Is is the gym guy sportsmaster? Yes. Yes. Okay. I thought yeah, he the was. crusher guy. Yeah, he's sportsmaster. And the uh, the Asian gym um, gym teacher, that's Tigress. That's his wife. The, the, oh. the, that Asian woman that they keep showing. Yeah. And you don't know why they keep lingering on her, but she's got this unhappy look all the time. Yeah, she's a tigress. What about wow. um, Wizard's wife? Why Why is she important? She isn't. I mean, they might do something with her. Like, like this to keep it going, they might have, like, some maybe the, the thing, maybe the wand will find her or something like that. Who knows? I, mean, I have no right. idea. You know, they might try and push it a little bit. Um, all right. And I did um, like Brainwave to a point, but he was just a little bit too over the top. Yeah. But he was nasty and mean. Oh. I mean, he was, you were like, yeah, you do need to get your comeuppance, man. I know what you're thinking. Ooh. <laughs> Is this your card? <laughs> I knew it was. So so in the interest of time, we're going to probably take a couple more minutes on this. Um, let me ask you this, because we saw the first three episodes and, um, you know, Icicle kills off its wizard's son, right? Mm-hmm. Wizard and his son, yeah. Did yeah. you? Well, of course, his wizard. But watching him kill his son, did you see that coming? No. no, I thought he was going to create an accident and disturbance when he when he intentionally went out of his way. Well, first of all, he suddenly controlled the elements from across the street I mean, across the river. I'm like, I don't know how you did that, but OK. Um, but when he I was like, OK, this story moved in a direction I was not expecting at all. I'm like, you just shot from like villain to like villain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I felt like that. I was like, you know, wow, that was really heavy-handed by episode yeah. three. Holy shit. Yeah, especially episode three. I was like, dude, we didn't even have a chance for like Wizard to to realize like how important family was for him to eventually turn on the Injustice Society. You know, it was just like, <laughs> nope, you're dead. And now you're dead. Yeah, I was very, very surprised by that. And by the very end of episode three, we see Courtney deciding to go against um, Pat's wishes because, you know, um, for those who um, who saw it, you know, Pat takes Courtney to um, where the Justice Society meets. And, you know, she has Not this idea. Not to be confused of, with the Hall of Justice. Not to be of confused course. with the Hall of Justice, absolutely. And um, Courtney thinks that it's a good idea to kind of get the band back together, but we're new members. And I wonder why. Is she, like, hard-headed and just does whatever she wants no matter what? Oh, yeah, that's right. That's our character. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay like, with that. Yeah, but, but, but this is the part, I mean, and again, we know it's a show, but this is the part that's not okay. It's not about, like, oh, she should listen to her parents. No, this is not that. It's you're going to give these things to people that you think deserve them. Think about that statement. She's going to have to find a Dr. Midnight. Now, we know it's um, the black chick. Because that's, that's right. um, Beth Chappell's daughter. I mean, well, she's Beth Chappell. She's Dr. Chappell's daughter. Um, unless they do this whole suddenly everyone's a metahuman thing, she has no power. Mm-hmm. So 
like Dr. Midnight could see in the dark, unless she suddenly develops this ability and 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 whatever else, you're just giving them to this girl who looks like she has no athletic ability at all. <laughs> okay. You're now going to give our man, and if he's if it's again, if he's a metahuman like the, the Rick Tyler is, who knows? But again, if it's the formula, you're just gonna give him something that makes him super strong for an hour. Again, no fighting ability. And unless they do full on Yolanda Men um uh, Mendez, which is she actually can turn into a wildcat. If they don't do that, you're just going to suit up a girl that's probably good at fighting. I'm like, you basically are saying to these three teenagers, I hope y'all die because I'm the only one with power. <laughs> <laughs> like, I am it. And, and that was the part that felt very lame. It's like, because even she, she's like, let's go find us some people. And I'm like, that's kind of lame <laughs> I, 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 i'm gonna disagree with mike again i feel like part of the part of the journey is figuring out well how is she gonna fucking figure this shit out how is this gonna go it's like watching a car accident well she only a has way. a few friends so that pretty much answers that right there like yeah. it's not that like she's got any options <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know? well, we, we also had three villains now it's down to two i mean you know what i'm saying like we didn't right. expect certain things to happen I, i'm interested to see what what the journey is going to be for her and even though we know who those people are going to be Let's see. I'm interested to see well, we, how we, that's going to turn out. Right. Well, we know the journey's not going to be long because in the preview snap picture for episode four, Yolanda's already in full Wildcat gear. So <laughs> you already know that this is not going to go interestingly well. <laughs> it's just going to be like, hey, I didn't know you could fight. Here's a costume. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I want to know, is there going to be a, a Hakeem Thunder? Yeah, Joaquin, uh, Hakeem Thunder. I'm wondering, too. Because I, I it, it, they've got the pen, and yeah. I, I, as much as I hate that freaking pink pen, Be I cool. did love that giggle uh, when yeah. when she lifted it up. I did yeah. like that. Um, and but that's another thing. It's like the guy, out of out of all the things that Pat does, I mean, he's trying to look out for, and of course, you know, it's the whole parenting thing, and it's a superhero show. I'm trying to do what's best for you. Like he doesn't get upset. He nearly smacked the blonde off of her when she reached for that pen. That's. <laughs> Should tell her how dangerous that pen is. But again, eh. <laughs> I'm like, it's just I'm like, it's one of these things. I'm looking at it, and it's really funny um, because uh, your uh, Cap's cousin Troy, I was actually talking to him. Shout out to Troy uh, last That's night. True. He um, looked at the show as a comparison to Supergirl, and not saying tit for tat, but he was just looking at it from that point of view. I'm looking at it from Buffy, the Vampire Slayer, because it's much more similar. You know, teenager okay. comes to town, she's got to fight, you know, da 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 da. And it's just like, I mean, granted, obviously different writers, but I'm like, that show worked together. The things built up and they made sense. This one is like, we kind of really got to rush into this. And it feels like you're rushing into my heroes just to give me some heroes. And that's right. what's kind of bothering me with it. Okay. Ralph? Well, I already said I what I wanted to say. <laughs> He's not repeating it, damn it. <laughs> all right, fine, fine. All right. So so we can, um, in the interest of time, like I said, so we can move on to the other show. Um, we're not going to rename the series, but we what? are going to give it a rating. So um, ratings for the first three episodes of Stargirl. Ralph? Uh, as of right now, I give Stargirl uh, seven really cool uh, Dr. Midnight Owls out of ten. That owl will just look. It was so majestic. <laughs> well, Pat's like, I don't know what's up with this owl. I'm like, well, evidently there's something up with it, Pat, because you're in a basement and it doesn't have anything to eat, but it's still alive after 10 years. So yeah. you really, really, Pat, you should think about that. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't even in town for those 10 years to feed the owl and it's still alive. <laughs> yeah. you know? um, I'm going to give it eight messed up sewing machines out of 10 because I was like, damn, <laughs> <laughs> My indestructible outfit that can be sewn. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. one of the issues I've had with that. <laughs> yeah. Mike? I give it seven. What's the dating game out of ten? <laughs> <laughs> when that kid said that, I hit the floor. <laughs> like, it had to, like, I, I didn't hate the show, and I don't, you know, if anyone thinks I come across it, it, like, it bothered me on, like, in this, by 2020, we, we should be getting a lot more mature, sorry, better, more um, fulfilling writing. When I say mature, I don't mean adult level um, of writing, and that's what's bothered me with this one. But all in all, I mean, I still found a lot of it enjoyable. It definitely had a lot of cute little off-screen things or something like that, or off, you know, uh, that I did find kind of funny. So I'm looking forward to it. And I, like I, said, I do like the actress. I just don't like the way they have her portraying the character right now. All right. So now let's shift gears for a second. Let's go to a totally different universe. Um, and now let's talk about Snowpiercer. And I'm interested in this because um, I've never seen the movie until we started watching the show. Then I went back and watched the movie. So with a synopsis on Snowpiercer, the series is MFG Mike, the finance guy, who I feel like was just talking. I probably said something. Uh, Snowpiercer is a live-action cable television loose adaptation of the 2013 South Korean Czech uh, Snowpiercer directed by uh, Bong Joon-ho and the 1982 French graphic novel Le Transpersonage uh, by Jacques Loeb, Benjamin Legrand, and uh, Jean-Marc Rochet. Uh, the TV series was created by Josh Friedman and Graham Manson from screenplays by uh, Bong Joon-ho and Kelly Masterson. The show follows the remnants of humanity who inhabit a gigantic, perpetually moving train that circles the globe after the world becomes a frozen wasteland. Snowpiercer has a Rotten Tomatoes rating of 63%, audience 69, and a Metacritic score of 55 out of 100, with an audience of 64 out of 100. Alrighty. Yeah, that's not a shock to me. But anyhow, (laughs) surprisingly... A passenger train with 1,001 cars containing the remaining 3,000 of the world's 7 billion-plus inhabitants? Snowpiercer gives you very little to choo-choo on. Oh. Ah. Yeah, but you didn't like that? Kiss my caboose. Alrighty. <laughs> After quite a few environmentally bad decisions, the world is now a frozen wasteland with temperatures dipping below negative 119 degrees centigrade. That's a negative 182 Fahrenheit for you hoes at home. But let me get back on track. The train perpetually travels the globe nonstop. The passengers range from the have-it-alls to the have-some to the have-nots. Now, when and the overabundance of the have-it-alls includes unsolved murders, the world's only surviving detective is pulled from the have-nots to investigate. Filled with well-crafted arguments of class warfare and social injustice, uh, who am I kidding? It's filled with half-baked memes and lazy rhetoric. The cast lumbers along with uneven script. Uh, if you have a ticket for this train, stay at home in the cold and watch season one of Gangs of London because that shit is hot. But all right, <laughs> that's what I went there. Jennifer Connelly is Melanie Cavill as well as Mr. Wilford. Uh, David Diggs as Andre Layton. Mickey Sumner as Bess Till. Allison Wright as Ruth Wardle. Ido Goldberg as Bennett. Susan Park as Jinju Sung. Katie McGinnis as Josie Wellstead. Sam Otto as Oz. Sheila Vand as Zara. Mike O'Malley as Roche. Annalise Basso as L.J. Folger, Jalen Fletcher as Miles, and Lena Hall as Miss Audrey. All right, so let's go right into a Snowpiercer. But I think we have to remind um, the listeners that we're not playing, so please press that button one more time, Ralphie boy. Warning. The following segment contains information that may ruin your enjoyment of the media in review. So if you believe this might upset you, piss off, you wanker. Once is good, twice is nice. So this, uh, this time, um, the spoiler warning was brought to you by... Oh, no, it was still brought to you by Steve Francis of Stush Productions. Stush! Stush, 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 Oh, 
God. <laughs> All right, so let's go into Snowpiercer. I don't want to, obviously, we don't have a lot of time, but I wanted to definitely say, um, first question off the bat, if somebody saw the movie, should they, I mean, are there major differences between the movie and the series? As of now, there's, as of now, as, as of now there are quite a few differences, but we can't really tell all the differences until we see what the first season brings. Right. Okay. I mean, but right I mean, now it's a detective movie show that's chugging along. I mean, the, the, the main difference, big spoiler here, uh, what's the, the name? Mr. Waldron? Wal- Wilford. Wilford is actually a woman. Mm-hmm. So that's like the, the big difference. Yeah, Ed Harris is not getting any play in this one. Yeah. <laughs> so, which I, I actually quite enjoyed that twist. Um, I, 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 yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know if I find that so much of an interesting twist. I mean, it's just, it's just, it just makes it different. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I just, it's not the same, and that's fine. It can be different. It just, I, it's just not going anywhere right at the moment for me. You know what Jennifer okay. Connelly reminds me of? A drab I, woman with no smile. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Hey, that's can we get really Jennifer feel. Connelly on this in this movie on this podcast? Her her <laughs> character reminds me of the Butler in Clue. Because he was actually the mastermind, right. pretending to be someone less than what he was, and she's doing the right. same thing. Only a few well, people actually know who she is. But that's the that's the problem with the character. One one of many. I hope her character. She's not pretending. She's less than she. She's doing every goddamn thing. Like everyone. Has, who? Let's see. She's in, she's in charge of hospitality. What does she have to do with bringing up um, someone from the back room? She's constantly telling everyone what to do. The doctors, the, the engineers, the passengers, the other employees. It's like she's everybody's boss, but yet everyone's like, oh, no, she's just the person that makes the announcement. I'm like, well, then why are you listening to her? Because <laughs> you know? clearly I, I, hospitality is high in, in rank. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, the engineers I mean, know who she is, but that's part. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Cap. No, no, no. Just a couple of things. Just, you know, number one, I mean, I feel like, well, you know, you can always go around that by saying, well, you know, you know, she's the head of hospitality and Wilfred's right hand woman. But I think I really wish that reveal would have been until later on. Right. I really wish they would have done that later on. Yeah. Because then um, it makes you want to go back and look at the series again and watch exactly. conversations she's had with uh, with other um, people on the train. Go, oh, so right. she was trying to get this out of them, and and that's I mean, or, that's or also the excitement, issues. yeah, or the excitement of going like, you know, we haven't seen, but what if she's really Wilford? Holy shit, you know. But like otherwise, you're like, well, I don't get this, and and unlike the um, the movie, and also the book, I've never seen the movie, but I know of it and I've read about it, um, so I can't speak on uh, like the, the you know minutia of it. Is that the movie, and I think the book might even be longer, but they're around the same period of time, is that everyone has been on this train for 17 years. And everyone mm-hmm. started on this train together. It, it wasn't right. the same um, jump on at the end and, like, you know, like, you know, you have these people that are like, we jumped on at the end, we didn't have tickets, da da da, da. I understand you want the, the, the human want to live, but it's like, you jumped on this train and now you want full service. And it's like, what do you think is going to happen? You are stowaways. You're, you're in a, whereas the other one, it's like they'd been on the train for 17 years. And in that 17 years, things broke down and started to make classes and da, 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 da. And now you can understand in anger. This one, it's like, well, you jumped on someplace you didn't belong and you're deserving equality. You want and demand equality. I'm like, I, you know, again, I'm a human being. I'm not cold, but like, I, I get that part. But it's like, you're kind of in a stance that I can't, jump behind you you know like you know you weren't planned for but yet you're demanding all the equalities of all the people that were planned to be on this train 
um, you know, wealth be, uh, be damned, I get it that like these people, for whatever reason, you know, they were wealthy and then the other middle class part are just the, you know, attendees and servicers and whatever else, but like they had a purpose. You've kind of like thrown off that purpose, but you're demanding foods and drinks and waters from these people. And it's like, eh, that's kind of a weird stance to be in right now. <laughs> I, I, look, I look at it the opposite way. I look at it as if, I mean, yeah, you know, the, the world ended and now you've got these people who stole it away. And yes, they, should, they you know, if they illegally, uh, I mean, we don't know how, how, the, how the arc worked on their system. We, just, we know some people had tickets, some people didn't. But while they're there, you know, the idea of treating people humanely is, you know, uh, uh, it's kind of what they're trying to circle around about. It's like, hey, look, you know, yeah, I know we weren't supposed to be here, but you could treat us humanely instead of right. giving us these fucking bars every <laughs> well, every yeah. day, once a day. Well, and, and that's the other part that, that, that bothers me with the show. And this is the part that, why with it, with it working this way, it makes no sense in the show. It's It's either get rid of them or feed them because it's not like, 30,000 people are shoved in that thing. It's not that, I mean, they said that somehow between the third class and the tailies, that they're somehow 70% of the crew. And I'm like, of the passengers, I'm like, yeah, I mean, I can believe that the, that whatever they call it, uh, the third car might be 70% of the passengers. But like, when we see the tailies, it's it's not even 100 of them, it doesn't even look like. But even if there were, it's like, well, it's, it's 100 of them. Either put them all to work, because you're going to need that. And that would actually ease off shifts and stuff like that. So put them to work and feed them. Or just derail, I mean, uh, decouple the car. Like, it doesn't make sense what they're doing. And especially with Jennifer um, Connelly's character, it's like, what experiment is she playing? Because she's, she's starving. Because these are coming down from Mr. Wolford. She's starving them. But then she, when the guy's like, well, why don't we just decouple? And she's like, looks at him like, how could you do that? I'm like, how could you let them die versus you starving them to death? Allowing mm. their hands to be frozen off as punishment their children to you know be in squalor and uneducated this is more humane <laughs> i'm like yeah well this, this it, it makes no sense to the premise it's like you're, you're mad that you're giving them resources but you are giving them the resources then either yeah. give them resources and integrate them or don't but this in-between play just to make a class warfare for our show doesn't make sense to me you know because it's so I, I few of them and especially the way they're killing off people like between like when they have the, the insurrections and they kill some of the guards and da 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 da, the fact that someone's killing people on the train, it's like, well, you've got a lot of open jobs now. Like, seriously, just bring the people in, <laughs> you know? Right. Um, speaking of bringing the people in, in the first episode, they brought somebody in from the tale to help out. Like Mike said in the synopsis, he, they bring up Detective um, Andre Layton. How do we how do we feel about our uh, our protagonist? You know, because yeah. Mike Mike talked about you know Star Girl and her not being likable. How do we feel about Layton in his role coming up from from the caboose <laughs> to first class? I mean, do we like? Well, him first of all, I was amazed him? that they were able to get a black man off Andy Maddie's caboose. You know, like that wow. that took a lot of work. <laughs> you know, I'm imagining ribs were involved, but um, <laughs> oh god, <laughs> I love it. Um, I mean, I, I have no problem. I mean, I mean, it's obviously highly contrived. So the only detective happens to be in the back. Um, but he's just kind of meh. You know, like, I, I, I not, I don't dislike him. I don't like him. <laughs> you know, like, okay. Ralph? I kind of have to agree with Mike. I know it's shocking that I am agreeing with Mike, but. <gasps> Two times in a show. It's amazing. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's kind of true. He, he hasn't caught me yet, you know? He hasn't done anything to make me say, okay, but tell me more about yourself, yeah. you know? R right now, I'm just wondering to see what they're going to do, because obviously, 
clearly we know he's he's concocting some sort of plan to try to take over this train quote unquote but my whole thing is like if they do somehow manage to take over this go train, for it because i'm about to go into that go for it go for they, it <laughs> they have no idea how to run thank this you train. thank you <laughs> again a very clear blatant problem in this show they're like we're going to take over you know how to run the train because you weren't planned to be here <laughs> so you weren't given any schematics of how any of this works you know so i don't know if, mike you never saw the movie so uh, do you mind if I, I tell you something real quick it's kind of spoiling no, a little bit no so, I've, I've read about it so I, i've gotten all the spoilers okay so so in the movie prepared for you <laughs> in the movie the whole reason why they they decide to push through this rebellion is for the simple fact that the world is no longer um you know sub-zero temperatures the, the, right. the ice is thawing and they actually want to get off the train and restart society but mr wilfred is enjoying the power that he's got and that's the whole reason that that, that it makes sense that's the right. reason that movie makes sense right here it's it's still too early for them to be wanting to get off this train right it's, like i said again there are these people that showed up uninvited and they're like, we're being treated unfairly. I demand we take over now. Yeah. What? <laughs> like, get the fuck off my train. You weren't invited. <laughs> like, I, like, and now you, you want us to do everything for you now? You know, it's a very weird, like, like, we're supposed to just be mad because these people are really wealthy and these people are really poor. And that's what makes me angry about the writing is that that's where they're going like you're just going to hate these people because they're wealthy and you're going to completely side with everything these poor people say because they're poor and you know how the rich and the poor are right make a story and it's like no you need to give me some filler here people to use (laughs) to use a modern term the tailies seem like a whole bunch of karens yeah kind of you know I could have sworn I heard one of them say that. Is that what you got? I didn't, I didn't get that feeling off, off, well, off of them. Well, well, like Karen's said, per se. I mean, yeah, but they, they're all complaining. Like, we want this. We demand this. What? You have nothing to demand. <laughs> you know, like, you have literally nothing you're offering the train. You know, like, I mean, again, we don't know in the six, almost seven years that they've been there. Like, you know, did they try talking to him? We don't know. I mean, we'll hopefully get backstory into that. But it's like, have you actually just tried offering services? And, you know, where you slap down? We don't know this, well, but, like, well, we're only well, getting we this demanding side. We also well, know they've been tortured and have their limbs, you know, right. you know, put outside, you know, put outside. So. But that's because of the uprising they keep doing, though. I mean, again, not not saying that that's right. I'm yeah, just I'm saying. Like, um, but no, what I'm I saying, though, is football, it's. Yeah. But, but again, in the uprising, they're killing crew members. And again, these are people that weren't supposed to be there. And it's like. You know, like imagine if people just showed up at your house, started shitting all over the place, and would be like, "You need to feed me." You'd be like, "Get the fuck out of my house!" <laughs> you know, I mean, and that's really again. I'm not trying to side with the wealthy, but it's like you don't belong there. That's what makes this story bad. Whereas in the other story, it's a it's a breakdown of society that occurs. That makes much more sense of why you feel hurt with not being entitled to certain things because you were all pretty much together. Now you've broken down. This one is just like I'm here. You treat me the same, you know. They're, so the, in this one, they're all refugees. That's what they're, they're, the tailies are refugees trying to gain rights in a country in which they have no rights. That's, yeah. that's what it is. Yeah, but there's, but there's, but there's no country. So right. there's no other countries you can I go mean, to. It's, either, yeah. No, he's just saying, like, yeah. it's basically, they're using it like a metaphor for that. No, no, I know. know. Yeah, no, right. no obviously, yeah. But, no, but yeah. I agree with you as well, though, Captain. You're correct. There is no country. It's just, like, but that's leading back to my point. There's no country. You just jumped on a, a place you don't belong, you know. Well, Mike, and you now demanding everything. T- to your point, they do offer services. There's that one guy giving people blowjobs for drugs. 
And by the way, oh, that's, yes. and by the way, that's the part that also got me when they when they get to Oz and they're like, "So you're trading blowjobs for drugs?" I'm like, "So wait, how?" Because what have we seen in the show by this point? Every time they go near to open up the car for the tails, the only way he can get that blowjob is to open up that car door. So they only go to attack when lots of guards show up and it'd be hard. Or but they don't attack when one guy shows up for a blowjob. How does this make sense? And, and also, and if and if he's showing up with an entourage to get his blowjob, this would be really common knowledge all over the train by this point. Like, so, so like again, how is this happening? This makes no sense. I think know? if 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 I am not mistaken, the guy who was doing it was actually out before because you know how like they go to get him to do jobs. Like right. Say, right. I need uh, sanitation. I need four, four people. Come on. So I think he was one of the guys who was already outside of the tail train when that okay. happened. Yeah. That's, but that's, also like, that's my theory. I'm not saying I yeah. don't know. No, no, I hear you. But also, like, right. I have a problem with, like, the mystery part is not interesting, really. I mean, it's got a little bit, but it's not that interesting. But the, the whole point is he hasn't he hasn't Sherlock Holmes us at all. No. Like, literally, <laughs> like, like when they're just like, oh, when he, when he goes, well, they look like they've been butchered. It looks like they've used cleaving tools. So, and then they literally go, oh, no, you mean butcher. like the butchers? Are you fucking the dumbest people in the world? He hasn't done anything that anyone in all those cars... There is no reason they have gone and gotten this detective. He has not Sherlock Holmes us at all. He has done nothing that's like, holy shit, this makes sense why they got a detective. It's like, no. You, you know what you just reminded me of? Blue's what? Clues. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, huh. What's the, the, the guy apparently is way stupider than the dog. Because the dog is like, all right, here's the clue. It's a big paw print. And he's like, where's the paw print? There's a clue. What? Where? <laughs> now, is it because that he's really bad at being Sherlock Holmes? Or is it the fact that, the, the, that um, the people that are in charge are really stupid? Or both? Both. I mean, and, that, and again, it's fine. But it's just like, it's just weird. Because again, like I said, I mean, I know you need to move the story along, but you can still craft it better. Like I said, the only reason they've gotten him from the back is because they have to, they need a detective to solve a crime. He hasn't okay. done any detecting, <laughs> you know, he's just kind of really moping around wanting, you know, demanding things for his people. And that's fine. And I, and that's great. But it's just like, but other than that, it's like, nothing he's done isn't literal common sense. I don't mean because, oh, I love mystery shows or no, it's just common sense. And I'm like, right. They needed him for this? Why? <laughs> he goes, I, well, I want free, uh, I want third class status for me and the boy, and I want meals, and I want this, and I want that, and I want to speak to your manager. <laughs> All right, <wow>. Karen. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you this. Were there any other characters in um, in the series that were very interesting? We've only talked about two, and obviously we don't have time to talk about all of them. Was there another character you said, oh, this would be interesting, or this might be something that I would look look forward to seeing how they develop it? I just thought the, uh, the, the drawer guy seems like a, a necrophile. Who, which, oh, uh, the, the doctor? Yeah, the guy who's yeah, he's, he's creepy. the drawers. Yeah, he's creepy, but I don't know if I want to know any more about him. I mean, I guess, is her name Bess? Is that the, the one that, uh, that Leighton is working with? The cop? Oh, the, the other cop? Yeah, the one he's, the, the one that he's working with, the woman that he's working with the most. Yes. I mean, she's sort of, I mean, because you don't, that's the thing too, like, we haven't gotten into much of the other characters, even in three episodes. Like, you know, like, the, again, it's like, because the, the rich are just rich. They're, 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 they're the quintessential tropes of wealthy people that don't give a damn. The, the people in the middle cars, there's so many of them that we've been introduced to, but not with any feeling that they're lasting that I don't even know who's who really. 
And then the tailies who also, there's so many of them and like, you know, they're, they haven't focused on any one that I'm like, I, you know, like, like Miles, I, what, Miles, I don't even understand that one with the kid. It's like, so there's no schooling back there, but they're like, oh, he's acing all of his sciences and, and English and readings. And I'm like, how? It's only been like a day or two, literally, because of what you've seen unfold. I'm like, is he born with an innate knowledge of science? I, how is this work? Is he a robot? Genetic memory. <laughs> That's oh one hell God. of a memory. <laughs> Apparently, his his father was a Nobel Prize winner in astrophysics, and beat and held, the knowledge into him. Held he held multiple degrees in in mathematics and engineering, <laughs> so all oh that God. all that knowledge you know went into the boy through sperm genetics. Oh so does that God. mean her, that does that mean his mother is like this really great mathematical vagina? Yes. Oh, that's interesting. She, that she could count. She could count all the dicks that went in it. Oh God! Wow. <laughs> well, moving off of that, so so uh, the Me Too movement doesn't get me. Um, <laughs> is there anything else we want to mention? Do you feel like these three? Let me ask you this question: With the the precedent that these three episodes have set, do you feel like they're on a, a road to ruin, or do they still have a way to right the course? I definitely think Stargirl was has all the chances to improve. This one. If they've already kind of set this is the way the first thing is going to be, I personally don't see this getting better. But like, like, like Ralph has pointed out that they might have all this stuff that they're going to toss at us really fast to, to you know. But like right now, it's, it just seems like it's going to lay there. Okay. Just lay there. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm leaving that alone. I feel like they they revealed the Wilford thing. Like you were right. Way too quickly. Yeah. They, End of they, episode one. <laughs> they revealed the killer way too quickly. You know? Right. I understand you can't put too much mystery. You're you're on a freaking train, so there's not that many places you can go in those uh, thousand and one cars. But right. but still, give us like a, a little bit more, a little a, yeah. Lead us on a longer chase, you know. Yeah. But right. I, I'm I'm optimistic, so I hope, I hope that they give us something more, something to turn this around. Maybe there actually is a twist coming later on, you know. But right. I, I'm, yeah. I'm hopeful. Okay. All right, let's go into it. Ratings for the first three episodes of Snowpiercer the series. Ralph, what you got? Oh, excuse me. Uh, I give Snowpiercer uh, five, oh, for the first three episodes, five uh, frozen arms outside out of ten. You know, <laughs> you know, like, if, if, uh, if it was me that they put my hand out there, I'll make sure that my hand is frozen in a middle finger so that when they pull that shit back in, I'll be like, fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> Looks painful as hell, definitely. Oh, oh my yeah. God. I'll, I'll make sure I keep my I'll keep my fingers just like that. I'll be like, yeah, there it is. So when they bring it back in, that's one for you, fellas. <laughs> I, see, I see a lot of the problems you guys said, and I agree. I, I enjoyed it a little bit more, though, so I'm going to give it six frozen limbs minus the uh, middle finger out of ten. <laughs> Mike. I'm Michael. actually in the middle of it all. I am going to give it five and a half. If you've ever ridden the one train after midnight, out of ten. Oh wow! <laughs> it's pretty much the same story. The one train—that's a New York reference. Wow! If you've ridden right. that one train after midnight, this is the exact same story. That one I've train, two trains, the same thing, and a two trains pretty bad too. So there you have it: Snowpiercer and Star Girl. Hey, who said there's nothing to watch on TV? Maybe you might not want to watch these shows, but. Still check them out. But guys, don't go anywhere. Geeks on the go. That's next. 
Geeks on the Go. Now we're more Star Trains. There we go. Are you happy? Are you happy? You see what you've reduced me to? It's a learning experience. Isn't that beautiful? Do you see what oh. you have reduced me to? Hey, everybody, everybody can learn a new trick. Old dogs, new dogs, any dog. All right. So, What about a dead dog? Well, I mean, yeah. Ah. <laughs> they can decompose. They can decompose. Ah, there you go. <laughs> All right, guys. You know it's the Beethoven's dog. It's decomposing. Wow. Oh, God. <laughs> Okay, I, did I say Ralph about the bad dad jokes? Like, you're not moving that on to you. All right, let's go into it. I give quick questions. They give quick answers on all things geek. And we've made it only under a minute twice. I didn't cheat this time. I made sure it was four questions. So I didn't have Ralph bitching. I never bitch. I complain last time? with class, all right? Ooh. I complain with class. He's a high class bitcher. That's right. I, I, I think you misspoke. I think you complain like an ass. How about that one? Ah, there you got you on there. that. <laughs> All right. Ready, set, go. Besides Batman, name a superhero that you feel their cape is a necessity to their costume. Mike. The cape. It's his name and his lame power. Oh, that's right. <laughs> um, Ralph. Mike took my answer. <laughs> <laughs> so original. Okay. Which hero in the Marvel or DC universe has the biggest ego? Ralph. I bet you I got Mike's answer. Marvel. Ego. He's the biggest ego. <laughs> oh, that's a good uh, one. Yeah. I, I didn't right. go punny. <laughs> Mike? I just went Batman because he really believes everyone should agree with him about everything. <laughs> I'm Batman. Yeah, All right. Based on the year 2020 alone... What do you predict will be the next tasteless Halloween costume, Mike? Someone in blackface wearing a sign that says rioter. Oh, fuck. Ralph. <laughs> Ralph. Ralph's having a moment. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, oh, come on. <laughs> I, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> okay, next question. <laughs> that one really got fuck? you, didn't it? <laughs> that, that, you fucked that one all up. <laughs> He's still laughing. He, that one got him. Damn. Oh, he wasn't expecting that. No. <laughs> I can't even laugh. I'm just like, wow. I can't laugh. You asked for the next laugh. tasteless Halloween costume. I'm like, that'll be it. <laughs> you know. And two I, weeks ago, we would have said something about COVID, but you know. Right. I was going to say sexy uh, COVID nurse or something like that. All right. <laughs> okay. And the final question fill in the blank. During this pandemic, my life would have been awful without blank. Ralph? TV. TV. Wow, that's pretty simple. Yeah. Mike. I'm a simple guy. Yeah. My friends and doing this podcast, seriously, I would not have made it through without you guys. I'm with you, Mike. I'm, I, I'm oh. with you. And then TV. And then <laughs> Pornhub. <laughs> that free premium really got you through those tough And I haven't times, forgotten right? about you, too, ex-hamster. <laughs> ex-hamster. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, shout-outs. Anybody with um, shout-outs? No, just... Uh, Probably should have started this show saying instead of waiting to the end, but look, I'm all for it. Please protest all you want. Peaceful protest, and peaceful doesn't mean be quiet. Put out your signs, raise your voices, but please stop the looting, stop the rioting. It's making people unsafe, and it's just not helping us. I want everyone to be safe, so go back, protest all you want, but let's just, just keep reasonable here, people. It's people's property and lives out there. Okay. Um, Ralph? Uh, yeah, I just want to say, you know that song says, we didn't start the fire? Well, you people who've been writing, you did start the fire. Stop that shit. All right? <laughs> Peaceful protest, yes. <clears throat> Riot, no. Don't start fires. Um, I don't like getting political on here. I don't like um, 
going there because we're here for the purpose of making everybody laugh. So you know, if you go political, you don't, you know you kind of you know you shrink your your material and what you can do and how sensitive you can be and all that stuff. I do, I do will agree. I will agree with Mike and say, I just want people to be sensible and safe. I want people to definitely you know show their outrage. And yes, there's a lot of problems with this country, and there's a lot of problems with things in general. I mean, it's coronavirus with all this civil unrest and, and, and mistreatment by the police and all these things. But we just have to be more caring and smarter and just just take better care of ourselves and each other. It sounds fucking cliche. I apologize. Um, I wrote something down to, to speak, but I feel like everybody's going to do what they want to do. I just want people to be safe and be smart and look out for each other. And if we can yeah. at least do that, maybe things will be better. Exactly. Um, any shout-out, shout-outs, guys? Oh, just to, to all of you listeners out there, everybody's doing that frontline stuff, and to our fellow police officers there. I'm not against you, fellow protesters and police officers. I'm shouting out all of you guys. You're both doing your jobs, and I just like I said, just keep it safe for both sides. Right. Ralph? Well, exactly what Mike said. He took the words out of my mouth. I'm taking everything from everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess you were looting ourselves, huh? Wow. Yeah. What I do, it's the black man always looting. Oh, here we go. Well, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and, and shout out, of course, Tinkerbell, who's been listening regularly, and says, "Mike, keep up the horror quotes." I'm like, "Oh boy, damn right, Tinker." Here's um, Johnny. And I wonder if Sabi is listening. If Sabi's listening, please let me know. And the code word is "fuck," just because I want to hear that person say it. Fuck. <laughs> um, and oh, and happy birthday, Johannes. It was oh, Johannes. Yep. When? Our, our, our first oh, listener from Sweden. Um, I believe it was a couple of days ago. Oh, um, I'm sorry about that. I missed it. Happy birthday, Johannes. I, man, I hope everything's going well. Yeah, he's been he's been really pushing his book. He's been really trying to get things going. So I'm really proud of him. He's Shout a man with a plan. He's successful. That's right. Um, but I guess that's it, gentlemen. Right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Okay, that was pretty easy. So, so let me start the way I normally do it. So. For MFG, Mike the Finance Guy, and RT Square, we're off the tech. This is the cap saying, keep it geeky. Oh, that's it. I'm not doing anything else. Keep it geeky.